Blog Talk Radio. Jugular here. We're 
we're apparently we're out of the demographic people our age you know we're out of it we don't, we're not in anyone's uh, target anymore except for you know maybe some high luxury items uh but our demographic is gone here they're taking a guy number one on television and has been for years number one and dump him for a younger guy with a whole younger audience which you know which has a hopefully according to the uh, the executive people they have a whole lot more money to spend so the reason i think uh when i was out is simply you know demographics people are listening well, to i don't know i mean i i not, appropriate a, not a leno fan i'm not a leno fan as you will hear from the story, yeah. not that it has anything to do with Leno, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I don't want to tarnish his image. I, I don't know. I think the young people really enjoyed his show. I don't think it was. Do you, do you think that he was not popular with the young kids? I think he was not as popular with the young kids as people who are a little older. I just say the demographic, the age, specifically part of the demographic. I think he had an older audience and. Uh, you know, most of the products they're pushing on TV, uh, although they might be appropriate for all the people, I don't think they're, they're they're doing as well. And I think they want well, to move to a new hip, new hip style. This new goat's his name, Jimmy Fallon. Well, I yeah, like, I mean, what, what do you uh, like? I just think they, they they expect a new audience with him, and and you know, actually taking these late night shows to a place that's never been before. You know, we're usually just. Someone was on there. They're good forever. They stayed a hundred years, and they left a little. Leno's been on what twenty-two years. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? Time. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not getting a read on what you think of Fallon, or do you have an opinion? No, no, no. I, 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 I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. I, uh, he made a couple movies that weren't, weren't, you know, cute, cute little movies. Uh, I think he's funny, uh, but he's a, uh, he's one of the new guys. You know, he's. He's he's different. Is he doesn't do monologues like Jay Leno does monologues. Uh, he's he's funny in other ways. You know, he does more physical stuff and than cerebral. Uh, and I think that's just a trend. And I think uh, I can't. That's the only reason I can think that a, a network would would dump someone who's number one in the ratings. You know. I mean, uh, I mean, how, but he was supposed to go. They tried. Um, What's his name? Uh, late night Conan. They tried Conan. Oh yeah, what did he last uh, like two weeks or something? Uh, yeah, I mean I weeks? could see. I'm not. A, I've never been a big fan of. I, I can't even begin to uncomprehend Conan from the standpoint that this guy was a writer. Remember, they, remember when they first put Conan in? Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Did you see any of those yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of him as a monologue? Monologist. I monologist. Sometimes his material wasn't bad, but he he, he didn't deliver it well. Oh, he he, was, he had never done stand up. Yeah, he was he it was awful. I put it was embarrassing as a stand up watching yeah. another person attempting attempting to learn stand up on a national as a host yeah. on a national TV well, show. Sure too, it's not it's just not good material. You can have the best material in the world if you can't deliver it right. It's worthless. Yeah, and he had. He had no concept or ease with that. Of course, he got better. I mean, I mean, if you're thrown into it, eventually you're gonna you're gonna do that. Um, but you know, I so they tried Conan, which was a total disaster. Yeah. I mean, he just you know, he, I think Conan has his own his own demographic in that late night 
you know, people getting whatever that late night segment is, people getting home from, you know, working at a restaurant or a bar or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so, he's I mean, it's just kind of a... Boy, I think, too, wasn't he? Wasn't he kind What's of a that? local guy, New England guy? Yeah, yeah, again, a Brookline guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, they, they uh, there was a recent YouTube of a guy from Newton, an actor, uh, which was a funny, funny did I forget the actor's name? You know, I. But he, uh, the actor was from Newton, and he talked about the fact that uh, at the age of eighteen, he he was a carpenter in Newton, and decided that he wanted to become an actor. So he told his mother he's going to give it a shot, and his mother, you know, of course, all of them, you know, do what everybody does when somebody does something out of the norm, and told him, you know, you're crazy, you know, you're going to go to New York City, you've never. He knew, knew nothing about acting, but he just knew that he wanted to do it. And now he's pretty famous, I guess, and does m- movies, et cetera, and maybe even has a TV show. And so Conan asked him, what, well, what does your mother say now? He said, uh, well, it's just the other day she said, uh, thanks for the Mercedes. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, I know I never got Conan, and I knew that by I mean, you and I have talked a little bit about this. One of the gifts that uh, my genes, my DNA, with, with whatever whatever denomination or belief system, I'm, uh, a co-host gets very upset when I mention anything ethereal and not of this temporal plane. But I totally believe in the other side and we've talked about this a little bit oh, yeah. but i've yeah. been i've been given a gift of being able to kind of discern talent and kind of not only being able to say oh that person's talented but also being able to find a spot where they would go in fact i told six of the comics in the boston comedy scene that they would end up going on the tonight show and i never failed i never told i never told 10 no my i, I had a perfect record and I told them a year, year or two before it would happen. And each one of them called me in disbelief the day after their, their Tonight Show uh, yeah. performance and said, how did you know? I said, I don't know about how I knew, but I knew. And so well, I could just tell that Conan... You know it takes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Conan, I knew, wasn't going to... No way was he going to be mainstream America's host. Yeah. He's too tall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> no, he's just got that quirky, goofy, bizarre uh, twist on things. And, and yeah, he doesn't yeah. have. Yeah, the, not, not one of my favorites. Have, I mean, he's not, he's not bad, but uh, he's not one of my favorites. Yeah, exactly. He's he doesn't have a the, story. Well, you know, well, I, yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm coming back around, but what, the factor, you, you see, what Johnny had, the reason that they'll, well, you know, now that I think that with this new kid, I think Johnny's. You know, there's a shot for a real uh, change here and a real kind of return to likability. Johnny had, more than anyone, likability. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I think the who is the network, the people that ran the network, they're not running them now. we got a bunch of young whippersnappers. I mean, it's a young business anyway. These guys that run right. uh, ABC and NBC, they're not, you know, they're not 90-year-old guys. They're pure young, hip guys. And I think since Carson left, they're even younger, and it's a whole new crew of them, and they're just looking, looking at this whole thing from a purely demographic deal. Want young people, well, I, young I, shows. Yeah, and I, 
I felt I felt that Leno on his way up the first couple of years before when they when he was when it was was undecided who would win whether it would be Letterman or or, or uh, Leno. Oh yeah. And, you know, yeah. We, it, was, it was an amazing. He had amazing energy. He had, you know, the, the, the he had the material. He had the presence. He had the delivery. He was, you know, zany enough. And uh, I don't know if you know, there's actually been a movie done about that whole bid yeah, for the yeah, show. Yeah. And you saw all the dirty, dirty stuff that went down in that. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially on Leno's side. You know, he, he was clearly a calculating guy. And yeah. he, and, and he, that's why Carson, once Carson was gone, Carson never came back because he was so angry. Yeah about yeah. all of the stuff that went down. Yeah. You know, he almost felt as betrayed as he did when uh, Joan Rivers uh, betrayed yeah. him. You know, so, yeah. so, but I was totally, I mean, here's this, uh, Leno had his standards, you know, he, he stay, totally stayed away from any kind of blue material. Uh, he was fresh, he was, you know, yeah. it, 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 he, he was stimulating, his material was a cut above. Hey, boy, the, and, the, and, the news gave him all, all kinds of material. Yeah, Current and, and right, exactly, and uh, and then when he took over, first of all, that format that Johnny had established that so many other people yeah. emulated of the cronies, you yeah. know, you had, Carson was a genius in the fact that he deferred, he, though he was the star, he, he did not need all of, his, his greatest asset was the fact of being a straight guy. Yeah. He could be the brunt of the joke. You know, it was okay to dump on the host. In fact, the more it was done, the more likable he got. And yeah. so he had he had Ed, he had Doc, and then when remember when Tommy would come on, the band leader, this the oh, underdog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that Doc that Severinson? guy would Yeah, the guy under Severinson, his name was Tommy. Yeah. yeah. He looked like the perfect foil, the perfect Clots, dits, whatever, and he was genius in his his uh, quips toward Carson. Yeah. You remember, Carson couldn't couldn't even get a hold of the guy. You know, he yeah. would just like shake his head, and the guy would win hands down every time. He'd get big, the biggest laughs of anybody on the show. So you had all of those things, and then you had um, the guest hosts, which always kind of made the Tonight Show. Very interesting because you never knew who was going to be hosting. They decided either. to have permanent guest hosts. Yeah, That's yeah. How but, and, and Leno got involved with them so much they became permanent guest hosts. Right. Well, then all of a sudden, now Leno comes in and boom, away go all of the, um, yeah. away go all of the cronies. He had one for a little while, but everything had to be Jay Leno. And then not only that, but he never took a day off. <laughs> yeah, you never saw a guest host that I know of ever. It's my understanding too. Show. He uh, and, and I know he he was playing Vegas on the weekends, almost every weekend. No, 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 no. Just, not just the weekends. He would get through the show, get in a jet, and go to no. Vegas and pick up pick up a hundred grand. He has never uh, he's cashed the checks, but he has never spent any of the NBC money. That's that's, Which leads that's me, what I always thought as well. Which, which leads me off, to uh, the stand-up. Yeah, which leads me to the story. 
so it, when he's when he's on the rise, and it's obviously he's the he's the one on the make, you know, he's the one that's gonna he's the the heir apparent. He comes to Boston at, at the height of the craziness in comedy here, and yeah. Sweeney and Gavin and um, and Lenny were the kings. And never mind, you know, the, the the fact that we had the Dennis Learys and the Teddy Bergerons and. You know, the Paula Poundstones and the Bobcats, all the people who had made their mark, not only on The Tonight Show, but in movies and on their own specials, etc. So I mean, it's just insanity here. And so Leno comes in, Nick's comedy stuff, um, books Leno for a couple of shows. So they bring him into town. Now, the deal was, at the time, we're talking at least 30 years ago, $20,000 cash he wants, okay, in a suitcase. $20 bills. So, no. uh, now, I was shocked to find I didn't see the show, but I think I probably was working that night. But he had to follow either Sweeney or Gavin or both. And yeah. I said to the comics, how did he do it? He said he did. He did it. He did it. He was able to follow them. But, of course, by that time, he had drawn in his fans, you know, which is always the headliner's strongest point. People come to see yeah. specifically yeah. them. And... Um, and he was that kind of a gun. I mean, he was damn good. You know, and he's, I guess he still is a good comic, but I haven't seen him in years, and I don't care. But this is the reason why. These are the reasons why. First of all, he hogged the show. He totally took away the format. If you've ever seen him interview, as you know, someone who likes to interview people myself, you know, he would ask a question, and then he would answer it. <laughs> you know, he would have to throw in a million jokes, it was the worst interviewer on television. So yeah. anyway, he, he he gets that's just the deal. Now I know personally the booker who booked him, and yeah. it, it, this is a personal account. My telling this, so he gives they he brought his wife to the show, and and they go upstairs. They give them the suitcase full of twenties. <laughs> he made the booker and his assistant sit there. While he and his wife counted every bill, <laughs> it took them an hour and fifteen minutes to count the twenty thousand twenty a thousand twenties. So, so they counted every, and then when they were satisfied, now Leno went downstairs to make a phone call. This is the day of payphone, and this is what started this whole thing—the dime. He goes downstairs. He's he takes, he's got, he's got a suitcase with $20,000 in it. He goes to the phone booth, phone on the wall. I remember those phones. And he takes out, reaches his pocket, realizes he only has a quarter. Now, he's downstairs in the basement. He then climbs back up two flights of stairs, goes to the bar, changes the quarter, so he can put a dime in he goes back down and makes a phone call. That alone tarnished my image, Mr. Leno, for the rest of my life. Plus, <laughs> asking for oh. money up front isn't that unusual for uh, the old days? Uh, a lot of these. Uh, oh no, no, that's okay. A little tight on the dough when it came time to pay a comedian or anyone else. Yeah, well, they I, had. Think, I think first of all, I think Fallon is fantastic. For one reason, I mean, I think 
I don't think he's the funniest guy in the world, but I'll tell you, he's so damn, how can you not like Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got that good all-American boy, innocent smile, you know. Uh, he's he, youth. You know, I've he's never, youth. Yeah, he's got youth, he's got confidence, he's got, and, and more than confidence, he's, he's like one of these people that's just amazed. You know, you look at his face and he's like, got this look like, I don't believe this is happening to me, but I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no sense of, uh, say, the, the, the cockiness of, of a lot of uh, comedians. And I think he's a talented so guy. Think, I'm sure he's going to do well. Like, just the whole... Uh, well, I, he's, he's got that, that's what he's got, that, that je ne sais quoi. He's got that huh. amazing thing. He's got the it factor. I think moms and will I think all love got, him, too. You know, yeah, he's, he's got that it. Moms in the audience will love him. Oh, yeah, he's got that it factor that Leno does not have, um, you know, as well as Leno has done, and Leno will continue to do. I mean, you you haven't seen the end of him, Um, but... Actually, I've seen uh, the end of that. It's pretty good. Oh, he's too driven. Leno's too driven. You know, he can't... Leno's one of these guys that can never have enough. Um, So... Speaking of driven, where is uh, Frankie Fabulous this morning? Well, that's we we miss Frank, but um, Frank needs his rest. Frank is, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's the winter months. He's, Frank, uh, he's got a picture of a, a bear in a den on his uh, wall. He and took that's down Jack Kennedy's picture. <laughs> yeah, he took. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he and I talk about the the two incidents we had where he shook Jack's hand, and I. Did shake Jack's hand as well. My hey, story. I shook Jack's hand. I shook his hand. Really? And his wife's. Really? That was a little Tell boy. Us the story. Little boy. Where was that? When was that? That was in in Boston. In the when he ran for president, he voted at an old library, not far from Mass General Hospital. This library right. been there since the 1800s. It was actually a stop on the. Uh, Underground Railway, uh, you know, during the Civil War, and uh-huh. uh, it was a weekday. But uh, you know, at the time, I was a good little Catholic boy, and I was still uh, in that religion. And I was, I was very young, but uh, I went. To, I was going to a parochial school as well, and uh, so if there was a funeral mass, it was usually during school hours, of course. So instead of going into school at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 or whatever it was, if I went in and as an altar boy uh, uh, worked at one of these funerals, you know, I'd, I'd stroll in about five minutes before lunchtime. And, of course, in a parochial school, the nuns weren't going to say anything. I was doing holy things. Anyway, so I come out of uh, a funeral. It's about 10 o'clock, and I'm... I'm right at this library, and it's a voting spot. It's a voting. It's a where this particular precinct around Beacon Hill voted, and a little crowd around, and up pulls a limo, and out gets a, a Jack and and a Jackie, and I'm I'm you know a little kid, and I'm awestruck. I mean, this guy running, we know he's running for president, and he appealed even to kids then, and he goes in there, and he's he's in there for quite a while, and I just remember this one guy yelling. He's in there a long time. Must be voting a split ticket. Because <laughs> at the time I didn't even know what a split ticket was. But uh, he comes rolling out uh, finally after it, and I, I ran up to him and 
uh, you know, I've got my little uh, outfit, my cassock and surplice that these little altar boys used to wear in, in, in during church services. And so he sees that in my arm and, you know, makes his way over there, a Catholic boy that he was, and uh, shook my hand, said he was glad to see me, and introduced me to his wife. I was thrilled. Absolutely Oh, my thrilled. God. So he, he, he took the initiative to come your way? Yep. Yeah, I was just standing there, but he saw that... Uh, uh, it was an interesting family. They had, you know, they were a very religious family, and uh, in spite of all the bad things that some of them did and some of them didn't do, but that uh, uh, their father, Joe Kennedy, was a was a character. He really, uh, he really brought those kids up with a lot of great ideas and tendencies, and and uh, he also gave them a lot of bad habits. But uh, all in all, that, that was a wonderful family. Uh, Right, right, right. So, that was a thrill for me, just uh, just seeing yeah, this guy. Yeah, of course, him. of course. I um, not, now, so oh, that wasn't Frankie said. I, I, Frankie's story was somewhat similar. He was somewhere in a voting area or something when he saw him. So he, yeah. you guys didn't connect with him at the same time then, you and Frank. You know, we could have, and I wouldn't have known it. Oh, okay. Frankie's so much uh, older than I am. That's true. He was now. He wasn't serving with you that day. He, Frankie was an altar boy. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Which is yeah, why yeah. it explains his his defender of the faith title these days. Well, I was. I uh, I you know I went to uh, every school I went to had some religious connection to it, and uh, that pretty much by the time I was a teenager I had pretty much all of religion drummed out of me. I must say, uh, <laughs> too much is too much. Beaten. Beaten, yeah, I saw it beaten. Yeah, they they, they they didn't spare the rod. There was no spoiled children in in uh, Catholic schools. Hey, I remember, and I was very small, like first grade or something. And uh, I told this story a million times. It's not funny. And these nuns terrified me. All of a sudden, I'm I'm in, I'm in class all day with these women in black outfits, and you know they're carrying uh, these little batons. Little, Kind of like the gods do in, in prisons, you know, swinging them around. And if you're bad, they give you a whack. If you're, you know, with these things, and they all had little clickers on them, and they click to tell you to stand, they click to tell you to shut up, they click to tell you to do this or that. But uh, uh, just going in there and, and listening to them, they they tell these horrible stories. And one uh, was, was, you know, these parables, a lesson for us for the day. And this one old nun, she's, you know, they're all about. 2,000 years old, and uh, uh, she's sitting there and talking about, she's trying to make a point about uh, being good to your family, and he said this one boy, he was having breakfast with just his mother, and uh, they got into a little argument, and the little boy was so stubborn, he didn't kiss his mother goodbye on the way out the door, on the way to school. <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, well that happens, and and he went to school, and he went through the whole day. And, and when he got home that night, he opened the door, and there was his mother lying dead on the floor. And, you know, he was traumatized for life because he had argued with his mother, which was bad enough, but then he didn't kiss her goodbye on his final chance to do so. You know, I'm like six years old. You know, there's tears running down my eyes. Uh, plus, I'm worried that God's going to strike me dead because I knew I'd do. A, I'd, I'd already done a few things so pretty bad. So I mean, that just wasn't a good way to uh, uh, teach religion. Uh, 
you know, somebody talked about the loving God. It was the God that was going to strike you dead with lightning. Of famine, of frogs, or whatever he did in Egypt and all that sort of stuff. Those, those nuns, they did that to me all the time, and it really scared the hell out of me. Plus their outfits. Jeez, they had the strangest outfits. Anyway, I know. You know what Frank did to me this week, by the way? I, I was in contact with him. A friend of mine is looking for his green card. Uh, he's been here quite a while. I mean, you know, Frank's still Frank's still connecting. He knows a lot of people, and he can expedite things. I don't mean bribe anyone. He just, you know, he knows how to get through paperwork. I mean, he was a lawyer and all. He's worked with this kind of stuff before. So I asked him for something. Frank, I need this guy green card. He's got to go. He's got a good life going here. He's said he's not he's not an illegal immigrant. He's just his papers ran out. He needs a permanent green card. His visa had run out, I guess. Frank says, oh, no problem. I take care of it. I'll get you. It's a green card you want. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wait a few days. I hear nothing, nothing, nothing. I finally call up. I said, hey, where's the green card? He said, don't worry. I got it over here. You can come on over and pick it up. You know, it's all set. I took care of it. And you only owe me $500 for expenses because I had to, you know, get cabs and I had to have lunch. And I had to take my <laughs> wife out to dinner and, you know, I'll get this stuff. I said, oh, yeah, okay. That's a tip for him, I guess. So I get over there, and he hands me the envelope, and I open it up, and it's a green card, all right. But it's not one of the green cards for immigrants. It's a green membership card to the uh, South Boston Hibernian Club. <laughs> so unless you were Irish, it wasn't much help in keeping you in the country. <laughs> That's our boy. That's our boy, Frank. That sounded uh, right. Yeah, he got it. He got me the green card. Just I uh, should have been more specific. <laughs> Oh, great stories, especially about the nuns. I, uh, oh, yeah, it God. was quite a ton. On my first day of school, fifth grade, and first of all, you're petrified. You're leaving your mother for the first time. And you're right. You're going oh. to that big building with all of these horrific, I mean, black, black You know, and um, they, they're towering over these little five-year-olds. And, of course, those are the days of the atomic bomb. You remember that? We were going to be oh, bombed. Oh, that cover how many times yeah, do you have to run down the cellar at least once a week? Yeah, roll, duck, and cover or something in that order. And uh, so the nun, I mean, I, I'm 66 years old. This was, you know, 61 years ago, and it's as clear as the day it happened. She's standing there with a, remember the, we used to build airplane models, and this was before they figured out that all the kids were getting high on the on the globe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> Why don't we just bring that stuff back instead of all this wacky stuff, you know what I mean? That we, could, we used to get pretty buzzed just on that alone. But anyway, um, she's holding a stick of that glue. Remember the, in the top, remember it was a screw that almost looked like the, the bell that they rang in the yeah. movies for people to come yeah. to dinner? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was that even, little even triangular. Right, yeah. yeah, and it was a little triangular thing. Anyway, she's got this in her hand with an elastic and she's holding the elastic taut. And, the, the, and these nuns, I mean, they must have rehearsed this crap um, the night before. I mean, or maybe for weeks. You know, this was their big thing. You know, they, they were all frustrated uh, thespians <laughs> or whatever rhymes with that yeah, word. Yeah, it's close. There's a word like that, yeah. Yeah, in other words. And uh, so it's, it, it, the, 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 the play unfolded, and it was... Gee, sister, what's that in your hand? 
oh, this sister, this is an atomic bomb. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, in those days there were like 50, literally 50, it was the baby (laughs) boom, 50 kids in a class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 55-year-olds freaking out that this nun has got it. The thing that we dread most, you know, being evaporated by this atomic bomb. Oh, yeah. Is now in the hands of this wacko nun <laughs> on the first day of school. And, she's, and, the, and the play unfolds. The, 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 the quality of the acting was superb. Even to this day, I might have been fooled. And uh, she says, really, an atomic bomb? Why would you have an atomic bomb? Well, in case, and, and of course, Stan, the whole deal, we had to put our freaking fingers on our lips so we didn't talk because, God yeah. forbid, you talk. You're five years old oh, yeah. and you talk. Yeah, you know, says, well, if any, anyone talks, sister, I'm going to release this elastic. <laughs> she threatened to blow you all up. Yes, it, it, what will happen then, sister? I mean, it's just the brilliance of the dialogue. I mean, these two must have been worked weeks on this thing. You know, Shakespeare yeah. must have been, you know, they must have invoked his spirit to come up with these lines. Uh, what teachers they were. <laughs> oh, Jeez. what happens then, sister? Well, then we all blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and we go to heaven. Now, if that wasn't... In the, and in those days, kids had accidents. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I think about I think about twenty of us, you know, excreted at that point. <laughs> um, you know, in fact, because it, now it's not whether we say anything or not. What if one of the idiots in the group decides <laughs> to blurt something out? We're all screwed. I wonder if they were I mean, really as old as I remember them. Because every nun, I never, I, I don't remember ever seeing a, a young nun until uh, later on. But in, in grammar school, they all seemed like they were about a thousand years old. And yeah, the, the kind the, of the, stories we're uh, getting uh, in, in actions, like you just talked uh, about. Yeah, the, I mean, it was starting, there was an awakening going on where the younger ones, except I do remember uh, one of the nuns as being very uh, young and beautiful. And we all loved her. Sister Priscilla, oh, yeah. Mary Priscilla. And all, yeah, it was, she was such uh, an anomaly that, um, you know, she was loved by all. And uh, But you're right, because she totally stood out from the other insane <laughs> older ones. Now, but again, when I remember in the seventh grade, there was a very another very attractive nun, again, a striking, not... The innocence that Sister Mary Priscilla had, this one was yeah. hot, hot, <laughs> and she she didn't last. She and one of the priests decided to vacate, <laughs> vacate the vocation and uh, took a little vocation themselves, and that was the big scandal in the school is that the oh. nun and the priest called, ran off. over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> they called it. Enough. Enough of this crap. Of course, thank God. We see you and I can discuss this because if Frankie was here, he'd be he'd, the 
the the redness in his face and the steam coming out of his ears because as we know he is he is a true defender of of the faith but which i yeah, yeah, thought him. go ahead there was a, you just, know, I, 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 I know, I know. When you get, I've gotten into these discussions with him, yeah, and he gets, uh, which surprises me because, uh, uh, yeah, I remember him. He was well, I younger, stole Frankie's. I stole Frankie's. I stole Frankie's paper yesterday. Uh oh. Yeah, this he's he's going to be he's going to have withdrawal. Maybe that's the reason he he's probably still looking for the paper. So although he won't go downstairs, he's trying to sell that green card that I had no use for. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I remember, you know, you talk about the atomic bombs and, and when we were in school that time, and we did we did have those drills at least once a week. We went downstairs and hid in the cellar like that was going to do something in school. True, that's true. Bomb. But, yes, I remember those days, every time you'd, uh, you'd, you'd hear a jet plane fly over, uh, it was <laughs> certain they were going to drop something on us, you know? Oh, yeah, well, now... Uh, in, in big cities, they had a... Uh, they tested the uh, uh, emergency alarm system. Oh, yeah, I was uh, going to ask you. Now, Friday, Friday afternoon, 12 o'clock. Right, there we go. I'm my point. Did you get what we called early release? It had nothing to do with what happened to us in adolescence. But they, they called it early release. You got out at 12 because the little, the little public school kids had to come in from 12 on to take classes and religion. It was religion. one day a week we did that. We, it was 11.30, and I never really understood why we did, but, yeah, I, was, I remember it for yeah, a while. Yeah, and I never saw week. public school kids. I never saw the public school. I, don't, I think it was a big myth. That, that was yeah. the day that they, they had to sit in prayer or something. But, you the know, they, so you're right. They beat religion no, into these Friday Friday afternoon. Yeah. We got out at Fridays at 11.30, 12-ish, and it was on Fridays that they sounded off the... <laughs> the uh, bomber. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole Terrifying. city. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like right out and of the world. If you saw a plane in the sky during that, it was yeah. even worse. Because you figure it wasn't a test. You know, this is it. You know, duck and cover. Let me put my coat over my head. That will save me. The weekly reminder that, you're, that you could be vaporized in, in any second. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it was, and of course the whole. Remember the Cuban missile. Talk about Jack. Remember the Cuban missile thing? Oh yeah, that was that, I mean, was, that, that was, was frightening. I mean, I was uh, I was no kid then, but uh, well, we were. I, we were like I, I thought we were going to we were going to go. I oh yeah, the, uh, you know they were playing chess. They were playing chess with everybody's life. You know, I mean they. Jackie's, you know, they're sending the ships down, you know, and... Uh, people really you know, knew. I mean, afterwards, if people really knew what was going on in those few days, then they'd really oh, be yeah. terrified. Do you remember oh, all yeah. you know, in those days that, uh, geez, we're always uh, going back to the old days, but it's still different than now. We, any place that sold swimming pools also sold fallout shelters, <laughs> which were essentially these big fiberglass things that you dig a hole in your backyard and drop this in and put some dirt on the top. <laughs> and you fill it up. You'd, everywhere you see them, because I, I really wanted one. I thought it would be a great kind of playhouse. Uh, and you'd, you put your food in there. And, and I remember a guy, a, a salesman, talking to my, my, my father and saying, yeah, you know, you're going to need this much food and this much water, and uh, you ought to have enough of these sedatives. <laughs> To keep everyone calm for at least two weeks. <laughs> I need 500 Valiums. 
Sims were the days. Yes, we were well sedated, well underground. You're right. Valium was the uh, drug of the day. That oh, was yeah. the mother's little helper. I think the Rolling Stones yeah. made yeah. that little thing. The mother's little helper. Um, right. You wanted to, also you had to have another favorite. This was from a, a priest uh, who said it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep uh, some sort of protection in there with you. You know, like a double barrel shotgun. <laughs> In case, you know, someone try to get in or, you know, to kill your family and eat your food. Oh, thank, thank you, you know, Father. You know, say, Fine, thanks, Father. That was good advice, Father. Thank you. God will forgive me. I know it. And, you know, the, uh, the, 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 these doomsday, um, all these doomsday um, prophecies, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, if you listen to, I don't know if you've, if, I, I think I heard that he may be back. I have to check it out. I loved, uh, talk about radio, I loved uh, Art Bell, you know, the gentleman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, I heard he's back, you know, huh. uh, we're coast to coast, Art, coast to coast with Art Bell. Huh. And he would have all these great authors and these great uh, uh, conspiracy theorists on and, um, you know, in, in all kinds of new age, you know, astral projection and uh, uh, remote viewing. nighttime AM radio waves are ruled by uh, right-wing commentators. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with being right-wing, but these guys are so far right, they're almost left. I mean, it just... Yeah, insane. exactly, which is what happens. You're right, they meet. There's nothing... A radical and a reactionary end up meeting. You know, they go yeah. so... Yeah. They, they become so far to the right, so far to the left, that they really agree. You know, um, I've got a couple of my family. Whatever. You know, they don't want to move to Colorado and live on a mountaintop with lots of guns and uh, uh, yeah. the ability yeah. to put claymore mines around the place. And just <laughs> get the hell out of me. Anyway, I'm going to be cut off. I think. Well, yeah, we got a few. This well, this is fun. I mean, this was really, really fun. Uh, we covered everything from entertainment, etc. But what I was going to say is that. Um, on the Art Bell show, coast to coast, he's got these advertisers, and, and not only the advertisers, but he's got like the, the authors and the speakers, who extol the benefits of investing your money in one of these still one of these uh, underground uh, shelters, oh, no and stocking up on stocking up food. And my question is, who the hell would want to live after the Big Bang? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what's left? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I would want to go. In that situation. I remember a poster during those days uh, that they were selling. I thought it was funny. It's a, here's a guy, and his eyes are all bug-eyed, and he's got a broken television in one hand, and he's got the plug in his other hand, and all around him is total devastation. There's no place to plug this TV in, and he's just he's crazed. The end of the world has, has happened, not because of the uh, devastation to people and and and, and buildings. But the fact that he couldn't plug in to watch TV anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and that's uh, that was me. <laughs> that was my value set. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking, I, I, I'm looking again at Frank's. We only have a minute or two left here, but I'm looking at Frank's stolen paper. And um, if uh-huh. we would, you know, we never do. We seem to somehow connect and click and we have great, I, I enjoy these things. Whether we get, and surprisingly, we still get listeners. We get like thirteen or fourteen listeners a week, so we've got some kind of a 
fan base out there. But uh, one of the, as I was, never, I never read a newspaper. I don't have the time or the interest. But uh, this was on the advice column in the, what section is G section of the uh, globe. Trucker pair hit relationship pothole is the, is the, <laughs> is the headline. And <laughs> I was going maybe we can use save this to talk about it next time. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, save, save it. I need help with my boyfriend, quote quote quotes around boyfriend. We are both over the road truck drivers. I work the West Coast and he deals with minimal coast to coast runs. We met at the truck yard. I met at a truck stop, I bet. We got to talking, then dinner, then to, well, um, yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> I would consider, if we get cut off from that, that's okay. I, this is too good to stop reading. I would consider more moving toward a dating relationship six, six, twelve 12 months. Well, the next day, he wanted me to quit my job, jump on his truck, 